Here comes bitches. Grease the wheels. Your weekly technician podcast coming out of the pie hole of your uncle Jimmy here at the rock and roll garage. Grease the wheels, bitches. Hey, listen, I want to say real quick before I get started here. Thanks for what you do. I know it's important. Not a lot of people do know it's important. I know it's important. Thanks for what you do. Keeping the planet moving. Uh, Appreciation is uh, something that we don't get a lot of, isn't it? I mean, we just People don't appreciate what we do. Fuck those people. It wears me out sometimes. Just do what you do and nobody seems to give a fuck. What I went... <laughs> Sorry. A little rant there. I apologize. I start the fucking podcast right off with a rant. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now that I got that out of the way, uh, I want to just say uh, thanks for what you do. And on top of that, I, I hope that you're all dealing with the weather. Uh, if it's bad where you are, I hope that you're dealing with it okay. I understand that it's uh, it's crappy. It rained all day today here, which it never fucking does. It usually rains. You get like fucking six months worth of rain in about three hours, and then it's over. Not today. It rained all day. Anyway, wherever you are, I hope you're doing all right. Now, what I want to talk to you about today, the, the subject of today's podcast is called listening. It's listening. It's a pretty simple thing to do. Uh, and you know how many people can do it? Nobody knows how to do it. Nobody. People don't know how to listen. Nobody is listening. And I've said that before. And uh, I I mean it. And uh, I have experienced it. Nobody's fucking listening, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you were listening to me. And I got to say, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I sincerely appreciate the fact that you listen to me. I'm not sure how you do that. I can't do it. I I try to listen to it and I end up critiquing myself. It's <laughs> it's actually pretty entertaining and maybe I ought to just tape myself critiquing myself because it's it's funny because I go, "What are you talking about, you stupid bastard?" And I'm talking about me. <laughs> oh, it's tough to listen. It is it's tough to listen. It must be tough to listen because nobody can do it worth a fuck. Nobody listens worth a shit. And as technicians, we're I mean, we're as guilty as anybody. We really are. Uh, I'm as guilty as anybody. Sometimes I just hear what I want to hear. Everything else, forget all about it. Not going to listen to it. Get it the fuck out of here. Make it go away. Uh, I wanted to uh, kind of build this one up as uh, as far as uh, when I talk about listening. I want to talk about who's listening, who's not listening, who should be listening and who isn't, and what they should be listening to and what they should be listening for. And there's a lot of... A lot of different things that go on with being a good listener. Now, one of the things that goes on in the shop that I'm in is that we have had an extraordinary amount of individuals in our shop who have come from dealers all over the country, literally. I've had, we've, in the last three and a half plus years that I've worked at this particular dealership, we've had technicians from California. We've had technicians from Arizona, Florida. I'm from New York. Uh, there's technicians from other parts of this particular state, um, and these are all individuals, and there's probably well over 50 of them if you add them all up. I mean, we're only at like something like 25 right now, but we've put more than uh, 50, 60, 70 people through our shop, uh, and, and many have left quickly, and many of them, well, there's a few that are still there. Myself, personally, I'm one of the longer tenured people there. But uh, we have people from everywhere and from every form of dealer you can think of, from small mom and pop dealers to uh, great big gigantic 50 tech dealers to, uh, you know, dealers who uh, had 10 techs to 20 to 30 to 40 to 50, all the way down to two. So uh, what that means is that all of the individuals who work in our shop have had a lot of different experiences with a lot of different dealership systems. 
with a lot of different procedures, a lot of different sort of uh, tasks that need to be done, a lot of different ways that certain things can be managed. And nobody's listening to these people. Now, if it was me, if I was in charge, what I would probably do is get them all together and and listen to some of their ideas. That's just me. I'm actually a, a pretty good listener. I'm not a great listener. I know I could use some improvement, but I'm, I'm a pretty good listener. And when I listen to some of these guys talk about some of the places where they worked and some of the things that they've done at those places, I think to myself, self, some of these ideas are really, really good and would probably work really, really well in the dealership I'm at now. But the problem is... nobody's fucking listening nobody's gonna listen to us as technicians nobody's gonna listen to us and it hurts me it hurts my heart it hurts my head it hurts well it doesn't hurt my ears but uh it it just hurts that nobody appreciates the experience that any of us not just myself i mean you know i've had some experience obviously but but the technicians that i've worked with they've all had different experiences and they've all experienced things that worked really really well and they've all experienced things that didn't work for shit and if you got them all together you could probably piece together a system that would work really fucking well at the dealership i'm at now if you just listen to some of the input from some of the technicians. Now, I know that there are a lot of things that technicians say that nobody wants to hear. And trust me, I've said all of them and probably some of them many, many times, okay? Nobody wants to hear the things that I say, just you guys. And, you know, probably you're looking for the on-off switch right now as we speak because this podcast is kind of going, yeah, nowhere. But listening is absolutely one of the most important things you can do. And what I have found in my experience, and I got a lot of it, what I have found in my experience is that most of the people that I've encountered in management are good at talking. They're good at saying things. They're good at telling you things. They're good at just basically talking. But as soon as it becomes your turn to speak, they've got other things to fucking do. And they're going to boogie on you. They're just going to walk away. They're going to leave. They're not going to listen to a fucking thing that you have to say. Not one thing. And you can actually, (laughs) boys and girls, you can actually foster this. And uh, I'll tell you something. This is very effective. But if you want people to leave you alone, read IE Management, uh, there's a lot of things that you can say to them that will make them stop listening to you and make them go away. And, And these are sentences that start out. Now, you could fill in the blanks here, okay? Because these are sentences that start out, you know what you ought to do, uh, something something along those lines, or you know what you, sh- you know what you should do. Uh, that's another one that turns the hearing off. You know what we need. You know what I'd like to see you do. You know what you know what I need. <laughs> that's the, those are all statements that if you make them in a conversation with a manager, they're gonna want to get up and leave. They're gonna want to exit the area. They're gonna leave the shop or your bay, or whatever room it is you're in, and they're going to want to get the fuck away from there, okay? Because there's not a single service manager I ever worked with who wants to hear those phrases. You know what you should do? You know what I would do if I was you? You know what I'd like to see you do? They're just not going to sit there and listen to that shit. They're not going to. They're not going to. Maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't. I think it's 50-50. If somebody says to me, you know what you should do? In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, I can't wait to fucking hear this. You know, and they might say, you know what you should do, Uncle Jimmy, is you should quit and join the circus. And I'm like, well, you know what? Really, honestly, I feel like I'm already at the fucking circus. That's not going to work for me. Okay. I see a square wheel. I want to fix it. You know, <laughs> I see a, I see a bunch of, a bunch of clowns piling out of a car. I don't want to work on that car because clown. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I brought up clowns and I immediately thought of this friend of mine I know who is death. 
deathly afraid of clowns, and I find that just completely ridiculous. Oh, I know that they're kind of scary for some people, but <laughs> to be terrified of a clown as an adult human being, hello. <laughs> Sorry. I digress. I apologize. If you have a fear of clowns, I'm sure there's, you know, something, there's some Latin term for it, you know, fucking, oh, shit, I'm sorry, Eric, that is just going off the rails so horribly. (laughs) But when it comes to, when it comes to uh, being listened to as a technician, I feel like, okay, and maybe it's different for you, and I would certainly like to think it, it could be or it is different for you, but I have never experienced anywhere I've ever worked where anybody wanted to hear anything that a technician had to say about anything, and especially me, because I can't keep my I can't keep from being a smartass. It's just it's just part of who I am. I'm just a smartass motherfucker, you know. I mean, I think a lot of people probably would like to just beat the shit out of me rather than to listen to anything I might have to say to them. And I I got to be honest with you, I probably I probably deserve a good fucking thrashing, you know. I haven't had one in a long time and but what I wanted to do, I did find a uh uh a website, uh, an app here where it, it uh, describes why people aren't listening to you. And I, I read it. I read it really quickly. I wanted to, like I, you know, like I usually do. I wanted to kind of go at this in a more in a more organic manner. But I did go through and really quickly read some of these things, and uh, they're very valid things. Okay, now if you happen to work with someone who is, I want to say, somewhat willing to listen to you, you need to try really hard not to abuse that privilege. Okay, because it is super, super, super easy for people in a management position to take the people underneath them who are you know, saying anything to them, whether it's praise or whether it's a, uh, you know, they're insulting them or criticizing them, or maybe they're offering a suggestion as to what they should do. It is really, really easy to just disregard all of that horse shit and just make that person go away. And and really what it comes down to is, and I think that this is the root cause of people listening or not listening, and which in most cases is not listening, is respect. Now, if you have respect for somebody and they start to tell you something, even if it's innocuous, even if it's just like a a story about a dog, really literally, or just a joke maybe, or maybe they're just going to tell you how their day went or how their weekend was. If you have respect for them, that makes it really easy to listen to them because you, you feel like if you respect somebody, and this is, this is the God's honest truth, at least as far as your uncle Jimmy's concerned, if you have a genuine respect for somebody and they're telling you something, you would suspect as, as someone who is respected that they have something to tell you that might be worth hearing. But on the other hand, of course, because every coin has two sides, just ask Josh Allen. On the other side, if you have no respect for somebody, it shows up very, very quickly when you turn a deaf ear to somebody. They don't want to hear a fucking thing you have to say. They're not listening to you. They don't give a fuck what you're saying. And they're basically, they would just like to tell you to shut up, but they're not going to. Uh, in my case, if somebody was to tell me to shut up, they might not be able to speak for a couple of months because their jaw would be wired shut. That's the ultimate disrespect. And uh, I'm really honestly, uh, I'm in a position now where I'm not going to tolerate that kind of shit. Okay. And I have been. The other thing that people do, a lot of times when you talk to people, they will uh, minimalize or trivialize what it is you're trying to say to them and feed it back to you like, oh, it's, you know, this is, this is nothing. This is, this is how you feel. This is not, this is not worthy of any kind of conversation. This is not worthy of me to listen to. And then that's very irritating too. And also shows a lack of respect as well. So if you really want to uh, indicate to somebody how little you respect them, how little you uh, value them, uh, how little you feel about them, how little value you place in them, all you have to do is just 
pretend to listen because nobody can really do that correctly. Nobody can really do that and win an Academy Award at it. And then just disregard anything that they say and just go, eh, whatever, you know, walk away, shake your head, whatever you do. That's, oh, let me tell you something, that's that's extremely annoying. And uh, after a while, you'll find that, that people will just turn on you. They won't say shit to you and they'll go over your head. They'll say things to other people who are listening and maybe they'll say things about you. It's like, oh, that guy sucks because he never listens. He's always fucking talking, whatever. So what I want to do is uh, kind of try to fix the problem before we have it. Okay. And what these are is uh, these are tips. I found it's 17 of them. I don't know why there's such an odd number of them. They couldn't, you know, make take a couple and make them go away and call it 15 or maybe add three more and make it 20. But, uh, you know, but that's something that somebody with OCD like myself, undiagnosed OCD, I might add, uh, would, would think of. But uh, anyway, let us move forward and not concentrate on me for a change, okay? Uh, here's what this particular uh, article says. Everyone wants to be heard. Sometimes it can be hard to get people's attention or get above the noise. Yeah, get above the noise. That's one of the problems we have in the shop, right? Um, there's nothing worse than having a conversation with people and feeling like you are the only person involved. Uh, if you want to get that feeling, having a conversation with, peeling, <laughs> with people and feeling like you're the only person involved, just start yourself a podcast. <laughs> because what... <laughs> What you're going to do is you're going to speak into a microphone. You're going to say things and you're going to wonder, is anybody ever going to hear this? Is any, does anybody care? Is anybody really out there? You know, does anybody really know what time it is? It's 25 or 6 to 4 or something like shit like that. <laughs> uh, if often you feel like you are talking to yourself in conversations and meetings, it's possible you are the problem. Granted, few people are great listeners. Uh, granted, I think really nobody's a great listener. I think that there's people who are good listeners. A great listener might be somebody who's mute can't speak. That to me would be a great listener because they can hear you and maybe they can even respond to you, but not verbally. And that's a problem because a lot of times when people are listening to you, uh, or at least they appear to be listening to you, they're not listening to you. They're just trying to figure out what they're going to say when you finally shut the fuck up. That's not what the article says. That's what Uncle Jimmy says. But that's what happens. People listen. They're like, oh, you know, I hear what you're saying, but you're going to have to stop talking for a goddamn second so I can tell you what I'm thinking. And most of the time, nobody ever stops talking. It's kind of annoying. And and trying to get a word in edgewise with some people, man, it's fucking hard to do. It's hard to do. Some people never shut the fuck up. Anyway, uh, moving on here. Granted, few people are great listeners, but you might not be giving them the reason to listen. Uh, maybe you're not uh, engaging enough. Maybe you're not entertaining enough. Uh, I can tell you right now that if anybody hears anything I say, it's probably because I packed it into a humorous statement. And I found that that works well for me. It's like a crutch, you know? I could get my point across by making a very horrible or very comical analogy. And the analogy will be similar to the situation we're talking about. I have kind of a, I don't want to say a gift for it, but I have kind of a way with words in that particular manner, okay? Maybe you've heard it on here, maybe not. Were you listening? Who knows? <laughs> uh, you might not be giving them a reason to listen, or worse, you might be shutting them down in some manner. Um, that's something a lot of people do. And you can see them do it. I don't give a fuck how good of an actor they are. You can tell when people are listening and when people aren't listening. You can always tell. Here are a number of communication offensives that make people close their ears and brains in a conversation. They're easy to recognize and remedy. It says today is a great day to start. Well, no, not today. Not right now anyway. For me, it's like 10 o'clock at night and there's nobody here. I'm by myself. So let's get started here. Number one on the list. It says you're whining. 
That's all it says. You're whining. Well, yeah. Ever, you ever come across somebody like that? That's all they do. They whine. They complain. They, oh, God. Uh, it sucks to be me. Oh, God. Uh. Oh, I get that shit all day long, man. I swear to God, the complaint department sign is right above my toolbox. I do get uh, more than my fair share of complaints. But you know, there's a reason for that. And I'll tell you what it is. And, and I don't want to blow my own horn here. Please let me, uh, I don't want to blow my own anything, but uh, I really don't want to blow my own horn. Uh, let me just say this real quick and then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll move on, okay? Uh, lots of times when people complain to me about something, if it's something that I could do something about, I fucking drop what I'm doing and go do it because I don't want to hear it. And I understand how people are. You know, if somebody says, hey, I don't like this because it's like this. Like, well, let's go fucking change it right now. Let's go do this right now. I got lots of things that people ask me every day. This is not this is not a joke. This is, I'm not kidding. There's a lot of things that people ask me every day or maybe even complain to me about that I will actually go out of my way to fix. Now, I'm in no way, shape, or form in any kind of a leadership role whatsoever in my shop. None. None. I am not the foreman. I am not the service manager. I am nothing. I'm just a fucking guy with tools like you guys are. But if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, I got to move 15 tires, I'll go, I'll give you a hand. I'll give you a hand. You move seven, I'll move eight. Fuck it, we'll be done in half the time. That's my style. And, and, and sometimes I whine. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I'm a whiner and sometimes I'm a complainer. And I know that there ain't nobody in my shop who's fucking listening. Nobody. You want to shut the hearing off? All you got to do is say, you know what you should do? Or you know what's pissing me off? That's it. Boom. <laughs> hearing will return as soon as this person walks away that's basically how it goes they're not listening to you sometimes i'll be looking at somebody and i'll be going you know i really fucking hate it when they and you could see the the vacancy light come on vacancy 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 and then i'll just stop fucking talking right in the middle of a goddamn sentence and just walk away myself it, i might as well beat them to the punch because that's what they're gonna do so i just like you know i really fucking hate it when it and you can look at them and you see that they're not talking and say you know what? Never mind. Fuck it. Nobody gives a fuck, right? If you're a whiner, if you're a complainer, chances are one, two, three, 10, 20, 100 complaints, whatever you have, nobody's going to even get halfway through the first one. Nobody, 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 capital N-O body wants to fucking hear that shit. Nobody. Now, I said that I will help people out if they complain to me, but there's certain people, if they complain to me, I just go, yeah, well, you know what? Fuck you. Okay. There's some people who, if they complain, it's something that's bothering them. There's somebody that I feel like I can help them out. I will do it. It's not really a complaint department so much per se. Uh, sometimes I give as good as I get. <laughs> give as good as I get. Uh, that's never good. Usually end up having to walk away from those people. But if you're a whiner, if you're a complainer, if everything out of your mouth is negative all the fucking time, I can almost guarantee you, you know who's going to listen to you? Fucking nobody. Nobody. And that's going to be one more thing that you're going to whine and complain about. You're going to be like, nobody ever listens to me. That's because you're always fucking complaining. So put the complaints on the back shelf, you know, prioritize them. Uh, what I always tell people is that, look, if you've got a lot of complaints, pick your fucking battles, okay? Pick the ones that are bothering you the most. We'll see what we can do about those. The other ones, we may not ever be able to do anything about them. Here's what it says. Number one, you're a whine, you're whining. I'm not really sure why human beings are capable of whining. What are you? What, what the kind of bullshit is that? That's all we do. You're, when you're born, what's the first thing you do? You cry. 
That's only because you can't speak yet. That's your version of whining as a baby. I'm not really sure why human beings are capable of whining. Are you fucking nuts? Go to a maternity ward. Half those motherfuckers are crying. The other half are asleep. And when they wake up, guess what they're going to start doing? Fucking crying. For Christ's sakes, they had a vagina wrapped around their head not even fucking 12 hours ago. They were asleep. They woke up. It's like, whoa, what the fuck's going on here? That's where whining comes from. It starts when you're brand fucking new. And nobody really shuts you down because they don't know how. You can't understand. You're a baby. Your 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 ram is completely empty. All you know is that when you cry and when you whine and you moan, whatever you do as a baby, you can't even speak yet. When you cry, you get a reaction. And that's where it's born. Quite literally, that's where it's born. This is what it says, though. I cut myself off right in the middle of the sentence. I'm not really sure why human beings are capable of whining. I just explained why. It doesn't really serve a useful purpose for the whiner. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't serve a useful purpose. Um, Sometimes people whine just to hear themselves whine. And maybe that's enough. You know, maybe, (laughs) honestly, sometimes if you complain about something to somebody and they look like they might have heard you, that's satisfaction enough. Honest to God, no shit. Um, Here's what it continues to say. On the bright side, your whining loudly tells others that you are a pain to work with and they should beware. Beware of what? If the guy's a whiner, he's probably not one of these people who's going to take hostages and shoot up a post office. You know, what the fuck? Uh, You might choose a more stealth approach to getting your point across. If That's if you want to be heard. Okay, if you're a whiner, you could, I mean, instead of saying, oh, I don't like this. Instead of saying that, you could say, you know what? I would prefer it be like this which is a lot different than whining about something that's bad. It's saying, you know what? I would like this because this would be better. Or if you have a complaint, and I've told you this a thousand times before, folks, if you have a complaint, have the solution. But unfortunately, the solution is never killing people or firing people, okay? If you want, you know, if you feel like your life would be complete and then work would be a joy, if you just got rid of one motherfucker, I wouldn't expect the boss to do that, especially in the uh, occupational climate that we have today. In the uh, occupational atmosphere we have going on out there where there's nobody out there looking for jobs and getting jobs and coming to your place and working for you you're gonna have to put up with some real pain in the ass motherfuckers that's all there is to it and maybe they can fix a car hopefully they can so whining uh, you're not you're not ever going to be able to escape whining All you can do is maybe try to keep it to a minimum. Uh, Here's number two, and this is why people don't listen to you, because you're thinking or speaking only of yourself. Oh, man, do we all know that fucking guy? Everything's about him and how great he is. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's not that great. You know that when he was a kid, he probably wet his bed till he was 12 and that he picks his nose and eats it and and his kids have an IQ that is, you know, not very high. Let's just put it that way. No, he's not as great as he says he is. Here's what it says. You're thinking or speaking only of yourself. Communication is an interaction between multiple people and you are violating the rules by being narcissistic and self-absorbed. Let me tell you something about being narcissistic and self-absorbed. Every human being on the planet is narcissistic and self-absorbed. There's just different levels to it. And when you get somebody who's reached a really high level, you can't stand being around them. But by being narcissistic and self-absorbed, narcissistic means that you are totally aware of your image and what you look like and you, okay? It's being self-centered and selfish and, and all that shit put together, okay? When it's all about you, other people in their minds say one thing and that's fuck you, okay? Because that's how it goes. You can think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, and you may be the greatest thing since sliced bread, but you know what? Some people want to kill you 
because you think you're that great. And if you want other people to stop listening to you, all you have to do is start speaking about yourself and telling the world how great you are. And I can assure you that metaphysical fingers will go in your ears and they won't hear a fucking thing you say, okay? Here's what it goes on to say. Make your communication empathetic, which means empathize with the people you're speaking to instead of making it about you. Uh, It says here, so that you can engage the others emotionally. Save your self-interest for your Facebook page. And that's not really a great spot for it either because then you open yourself up to trolls. But eh, you know what? Um, If you're so self-absorbed and narcissistic, then you feel like trolls are just people. And maybe not even people. They're just assholes. And they're going to hate everything. And they're going to hate everything that you do. And you're still great. Listen, um, seriously, if, if it's all about you, That's okay. It really honestly should be all about you. But you know what? You have to remember there's other people on the planet. You have to remember there's other people in your lives. And when you're talking to somebody, when you're trying to get somebody to listen to you, if you make it about you, you're going to be the only one who hears it. Number three, this is one that I have trouble with. And I wish people would just tell me. But uh, number three is you won't shut up. Probably a lot of you are looking for my phone number somewhere going, hey, Uncle Jimmy, shut up. I do. I need to shut up. I need to talk a lot less and listen more. And uh, here's what it says here. If you go on and on in a redundant manner, not only will your audience be bored to death, but they can't engage in your story or your anecdote. At some point, they will just tune out, break up your droning and cut the long-winded speeches. I have conversations with people uh, and some of these people I find interesting. And so when they go on and on, uh, I'm kind of interested in what they're saying. There's other times when people are talking and going on and on and on. I wish they would just shut the fuck up. And and sometimes because I, I have really brass clinky balls, I'll just tell them, hey, say, what? you know what? Just shut up. Okay. Just, 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 just shut up. I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta return some library books. I gotta, I gotta go get a colonoscopy. You know, something, something dis- weird or disgusting like that. You know, it's like, look. <laughs> All you're talking has made me have to take a shit. You know, it's, it's, it's like, so I got to go drop a deuce. And you you all know people like that. They won't shut up. You can't even get a word in edgewise. You can't even, there's not even a break. It's a lot like listening to this podcast, probably. Listen, I, listen, before I say anything else, okay, I want to say this to you. About a year ago or so, maybe, maybe not that long ago, we tried to find a way to put you motherfuckers on the podcast. We did. We came up with this thing, uh, speak pipe, where you can, uh, you know, get a hold of us and we'll record it and we'll put you on the podcast. And you know how many takers we had? None. We had no takers. So uh, if if you're upset with the fact that I won't shut up, it's your fault because we asked you to join in and you didn't. So f- fuck you. <laughs> no, we would. I would still. I would still. Honest to God, love to do that. I would love to have other people on the podcast, but I don't have any real way of doing that. Um, it's it's a living, breathing thing, which means that I put it off as long as I possibly can. Just ask Eric; he'll tell you. Uh, he'll get it. You know, on Tuesday afternoon or some shit like that. And uh, you know, as far as I know, Tuesday's gone with the wind. So uh, I, I'm not going to shut up because there's nobody else here to tell me to shut up. But uh, you know what? If you're one of these people who just goes on and on and on and on and on ad nauseum, learn to shut the fuck up. People will listen to you if your stories are shorter and more interesting. Uh, number four, uh, number four, you you interrupt, you interrupt sometimes. And you know what? Your uncle Jimmy's a real asshole. He does this all the time. I interrupt people all the time. You know, because it's like I just I've done it in situations and I thought about it later and thought you know you're a fucking asshole and then a little voice in the back of my head goes yeah you're just figuring that out i've come across people 
who just keep on talking and and there's no break. There's no stopping. They're they're like a fucking machine gun. They're just going at it. And you can't get in a word in. You you really can't get a single word in. And maybe you've got something important you need to say. I mean, a lot of times your Uncle Jimmy thinks that the things he has to say are important. Uh, I'd say he's probably wrong 75% of the time, but uh, you have to, sometimes you have to interrupt people. You have to cut them off. You have to go, hey, you know what? That's not really the way it works. And uh, it says, this is what it says here. And and, and I got to say, I just looking at it really quickly, I can, I can agree that I fit this category. Uh, when people are speaking, cutting them off in mid-thought will not only distract them, it will likely offend them. Yeah, well, you know what, though? Seriously, I'm not worried about offending people, okay? If, if you're talking and you're talking and you're talking and you don't leave any room for anybody else to get a word in it, to get a word in edgewise, then you deserve to be interrupted, that's that's my thinking. But if if you interrupt people, they're not going to like it. They're going to hate you. They're going to be offended. And then what it says here is that instead of listening to your new thought, they will be busy thinking about what an insensitive jerk you are. And uh, you know what? I'd have to agree with them. Yeah, I'm insensitive, you know, because I don't want to listen to you fucking babble on about some stupid bullshit. And maybe it's not stupid bullshit. I don't know. Sometimes I, I join in on conversation uh, and I don't even know what they're talking about. Next thing you know, I'm adding something and it doesn't make any fucking sense. And that just pretty much seals the whole insensitive jerk title for your Uncle Jimmy. Dun, 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 insensitive jerk of the year. Even if you are a fast thinker, you may not actually know what others will say. Take notes with your own thoughts and give others a chance to finish. Uh, what they're saying is don't interrupt if you don't have to. Eh, I agree with that. You know what? That's something that my I myself have to work on, okay? Because I'll interrupt people just because I don't know what they're fucking talking about sucks, or I don't want to hear it, or they don't know what they're talking about. That's it. That happens sometimes too. They don't know what they're talking about. It's like interrupt them and go, really? That's what you think? Man, that's wrong on so many fucking levels. I've said that before to people. Number five, I don't do this. This is really bad. I'm not sure that I would uh, I would enjoy this if somebody said this to me. Um, and it depends on the manner and to which it's said. And also depends on the person. Because if the wrong person said this next one to me, uh, I might have to punch him maybe a few hundred times. Number five is you begin with, actually, you're wrong. Has has anybody said that to you in a, in a while? I mean, if, I mean, people could say that to you all the time if they want. But I don't think you're going to listen to them. Unless, of course, you're talking about, like, I don't know, a diagnosis on a car or something. You know, you could be like, well, you could be unsure of a diagnosis on a car you could be like well i think it's the uh, fuel pump and somebody come up could come up later and go well actually you're wrong they go yeah what is it genius you know who knows even what they're going to say next but i think in a regular conversation when you're not talking to another technician about a problem with a car and they come up to you and they say actually you're wrong what it says here you may as well just put someone in a soundproof booth when you belittle someone's thoughts or ideas you kickstart their inner voice Really? I didn't even know there was a Kickstarter on my inner voice. I thought it was an electric start. Um, their brain will now try to figure out how you are wrong and why you are such a mean person. Give their idea consideration and let your position stand on its own merit. They're talking about here where somebody's putting out some sort of initiative or some sort of a maybe even a dream or some action that they're contemplating and uh you come along and you tell them that they're wrong people hate that people hate that all the time i had an incident a while back this was a long time ago but uh one of my brothers wanted to start some sort of a 
a barbecue or a smoker business. And I told him, I said, well, the, the, the thing you want to do is if you're going to start a business is you want to find out everything that's wrong with it. And so I started giving him things that were wrong with it. And he got all upset because I wasn't, you know, praising him for the initiative to start this business. I'm saying, look, you're going to have to deal with a lot of different problems. If you think about them now, before you even start this business, you may be in a better position to handle them later. Still didn't want to fucking hear it. Couldn't see what I was trying to do for him. I was just trying to say, and and myself personally, if I get criticism over something I'm thinking about doing, I want I want that criticism. I want to see things from everybody's point of view. If I go out and I try to do something to a car or maybe something, maybe, maybe I want to buy something and somebody comes along and says, oh, you really shouldn't buy that. I'd be like, whoa, wait, wh- why not? You know, I think another people say, oh, I'm going to buy it anyway. Fuck you. What do you know? Well, who, how do you know what people know? That's a that's the problem. If somebody comes up and says you're wrong, that's one thing. But if somebody has a direct uh, criticism of something that you're trying to do, might want to just listen for a second or two. I mean, you know, what, what harm is that going to do? If so, if you were going to buy, let's say, let's say you were going to buy a car, and uh, there's several out there that I would really recommend, honestly, that people don't buy. So say you bought a car, and we've talked about this before when, when we were talking about you know the pre-purchase inspections and the post-purchase inspections. And uh, sometimes they don't tell you that they already own the vehicle. They already bought it. They just want you to reinforce their decision to buy it. And well, you're not on board with that shit. You know, it's like saying, actually, you're wrong. You know, somebody's like, oh, I got a really good deal. Like, okay, did you pay for it with Mallow Cup dollars? Because if you didn't, if you paid for it with real dollars with dead presidents on them, you got fucked. Okay, you were wrong. <laughs> so, you know, that's the thing. If I, I've seen people who want to buy this, that, or the other thing, and you, you, you might say something critical about it. They're not going to listen to you. More than likely, they've got their mind made up. They're going to buy whatever it is they want to buy. If you say anything at all, they're not going to hear you probably. If you say, you know, actually you should not buy that, they may go back and buy it anyway. They may, you know, and if they have, and again, here it it, it depends on the level of respect you have with somebody. I have told people on certain occasions not to buy certain things. Cars is usually the one. And most of the time, uh, I'd say, actually most of the time, I'd say probably 50-50. They listen to me and they don't buy the particular car they were looking at. They buy something different. And they're never going to really know what I've saved them from. You know that? They're never going to know. And they may even resent me later. And, and and I think the same thing will happen to you guys. If somebody comes up to you and says, oh, you know, I want to buy this kind of car. And you're, you're familiar with that car. And you know this, you know, even, even if it's just the model of car that's a pile of crap, or if it's just one particular car, you know, that was owned by somebody who you know that you worked on the car and they're trying to sell it to somebody else that you know and they say is that a good car and you say no no it's not a good car you could lose two friends because now you're you're you know you're you're driving away a buyer and the seller could be upset with you so you got to kind of be careful with that one too okay you begin with actually you're wrong you don't want to do that okay number six that this is a the list goes on it's like i said 17 so we'll get cracking here because you know jimmy's going long again we're going long. Number six, you cry wolf. Now, uh, not sure what you're talking about, so we'll read it together here. When you call the cavalry too many times, no one believes a word you're saying. All the drama you've created is like a repellent keeping people away from you. Worse, you've lost credibility for when there is actually an important message you need to get across. I got a guy I work with who does this. He's constantly calling me over to his bay. Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And basically, always all shit that he could do himself if he wasn't such a fucking lazy piece of shit. But sometimes I go over and help him. Sometimes I just wave at him. Yeah, I'm not helping you. Fuck off. You cry wolf too much. If you need a lot of help and you're constantly going, oh, can you help me? Can you help me? After a while, people are just going to be like, I don't fucking hear you. 
crying wolf. It's the, the, the old story of the kid who had to go guard the sheep and he got lonely. So he cried wolf and all the townspeople came to make sure the sheep weren't getting their asses beat their asses uh, beaten by a bunch of wolves and there were no wolves and the kids said, oh, it was just lonely. And so he did it a couple more times and eventually he cried wolf when there was really a wolf and the people in the town just said, no, no, he's just fucking lonely again. And the the fucking wolf ate all the sheep and the kid said, I fucking cried wolf, but nobody came. I said, well, that's because you cried wolf every other fucking day, dickhead. And now we have no sheep. Let's go guard a tree, dick. Okay, that's where that story, that's where that term comes from. You cry wolf. Number seven, you don't care about what you're saying. People can tell when you are dispassionate about your ideas or thoughts. If you don't feel excited and energetic about what you're communicating, What's the fucking point in even saying it? Save your talking for times when you have conviction. I, I guess I agree with that. If you have, if you're lukewarm about something, then just shut the fuck up about it. Basically, is what you're saying. If you've got something that you're excited about and you're hot for it, and you're, you know, it's exciting and new and whatever. Yeah, go ahead, give it to us, you know. But if you're like, nah, whatever, nah, whatever, fuck it, just shut the fuck up and don't say anything at all, okay? There's too much talking going on out there anyway. This podcast is part of that. Uh, I'd like, you know, honestly, this is a, I'd like to take a second here to say, I, I'd like to think, I'd like to think that some of you find this podcast, I don't know, uh, maybe helpful, maybe funny, maybe a little bit of both, probably not much of either. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. If you don't want to hear it, you don't have to listen to it. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I mean, if, if I got down to the point where there was only one or two people listening to the podcast every week, I'd be like, eh. That's what I deserve. You know, I really don't I really don't deserve much. I really don't deserve all you people out there because I know a lot of you out there working really fucking hard to get ahead. And maybe some of you are just working really, really hard to, to catch up or to keep even. Okay. So I think a lot of guys uh, in this particular field of employment as automotive mechanics and mechanics of a lot of different types are working their asses off just to try to catch up or to stay even. I don't, I don't feel like there's a lot of us that are getting ahead. I think it's important for us to try to figure out how to get ahead. And that's something that I say with conviction. Okay. That's important. And I, I, I've got, like I said before, I've, I've said it a few times. I've got a, a, a program coming. I guess you could call it an app that hopefully will help you guys out there and, and ladies too. I mean, if you're a lady and you're in this particular occupation, you've got to be used to being called guys by now. So we're just going to go with it. Okay. But you guys out there, uh, this particular app, this particular program that we're working on is going to allow you to get not only good, solid work, good, solid work that you want, and it is going to allow you to steer clear of crappy, shitty work that you don't fucking want, which your shop rams up your ass now. They won't be able to ram it up your ass when you're working for yourself. You know that? And the site that we're building is going to allow you to work on what you want when you want, and it's going to allow you to not work on shit when you don't want to work on shit. So anyway, with all of that said, let me move on here, okay? Because that's something that I have a lot of conviction about, and uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to put together something, a program, a, a web app, uh, a, a sort of a, a program that is going to allow all of the boats, all of our boats to rise. The tide is going to rise. It will bring your boat up, and hopefully, financially, we'll all enjoy uh, a little bit more fortune. You'll still have to do the work, but you'll get the fucking money. Oh man, it's going to be fucking great when it gets here. Okay. Uh, that's enough. I don't want to tease you too much more than that. We're going to move on here. Number eight, you don't know what you're saying. Um, oh man, this goes on so fucking much where I work. 
People don't seem to know what the fuck they're talking about. And, and sometimes I, when I talk to the technicians, I think mostly, most of the time, they all know what they're talking about. And I will readily ask any of the technicians in my shop all kinds of questions about what I'm trying to do, because I think maybe they may have seen that problem before. Maybe they have known that problem. Maybe they know a way around it that I don't know. So I talk to our the technicians in my shop all the time and i would say to you that there's a lot of respect there at least for me anyway to them um and they know what they're doing but but everybody else in the building every literally everybody else in the building from the, the salespeople to the lot guys to the service advisors even the service managers you know everybody else it's like don't try to tell me how to fix a car because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about okay i don't care if you think you do i don't even care if you're right if you're right it's just a fucking accident okay and besides, if you are right, I will tell you it was something else because I don't want you to think that you were right because then it's going to cause you to want to do it more. Tell me what the fuck is going on with a car more. I don't need that, okay? You do what you do. You deal with the customers. I'll deal with the cars and the two paths won't cross. Don't tell me how to do my job. I promise you, I will not tell you how to do your job. I will make some suggestions maybe, but I won't tell you how to do it. And I will know what I'm saying, okay? I've seen a lot of different things. If I tell you something about your job and maybe you don't know it or maybe you're not aware of it, might be something that you haven't seen before. Might be something I have seen before. They've been around a little bit. Knowledge is easy. This is what it says. Knowledge is easily accessible these days. Yes, it really is. Uh, people can readily tell when you are communicating beyond your expertise. People can tell when you're doing it, but you can't seem to tell when you're doing it. And if you do it around me, I will let you know that you're communicating beyond your expertise. I will. I'll let you know. Do you have a clue what you're talking about? I probably say that a lot. Do you even have a clue? People can readily tell when you're communicating beyond your expertise and they are not afraid to call you out on it. Well, I think a lot of people are. Um, I don't have that problem. Um, I'm, I'm sure that you can imagine. Most times they will just shut you off in their head. Show discretion. Be the expert when you can and learn from others when you can't. That's a really great statement. Be the expert when you can and learn from others when you can't. I would not honestly consider myself an expert in the field that I'm in. I would not consider myself an expert with the brand I'm in, okay? Because there's a lot of different shit that goes on with them. And there's a lot of different shit that I haven't seen, possibly because of where I came from, possibly because of the work I get, and possibly because of the work I don't get. Because there's definitely seems to be a lot of different kinds of work that I don't get. So I would not call myself an expert. But if you put the staff, the technicians in my building together and take all of the brain power there, you have a fucking amazing expert. Probably with, I think we have something like 25 guys right now. Between all of us, we have really literally seen everything. Just not one guy has seen everything though. Uh, number nine is you wander. Oh my God. It's like they're talking to me. I do this. Uh, <laughs> Eric, the producer, is going, holy fuck, they're talking about you, Uncle Jimmy. That's right. You wander. I wander like a motherfucker. I, I do. I do. I go off. You know, I'm like I'm like in the woods, you know, taking a whiz. I'm supposed to be on a trail. I'm supposed to be walking to the store, and I'm not walking to the store. I'm walking to the lake, and I'm just wandering. I am a fucking wanderer. I'm a verbal wanderer. Uh, where was I? You hear that shit from me all the fucking time. I am a wanderer. I don't know how anybody could listen to me, really. Oh, yeah, when you were trying to get a point across, people are following you. If you lead them off track, they will likely stay there. Slow down. 
down. Think through what you want to say. Then say it succinctly and with purpose instead of bouncing around. Yeah, well, you, uh, you know what? I I, I kind of like bouncing around, and so I'm going to continue to do it. But I'm not really doing it on purpose. I got to be honest with you. I usually pick a subject, and I kind of try to fly with it, and I try to make everything relevant to it. And sometimes I will be fucking way the fuck out in left field, and all of a sudden I'll bring it right back to home plate. It's like, holy shit, he fucking came. He did a full fucking circle around the bags. And now he's back at home plate where he started. How the fuck did he even do that? Other times, I just ramble and ramble and ramble. And you know who the real hero is? Yes, it's Eric, the producer, because he takes the rambly, jumbly mess of fucking shit that I give him every week, and he turns it into something. And I've, I'm telling you, there's been some real god-awful shit that he's turned into masterpieces, really. And I don't say masterpieces because it was me. I say masterpieces because he took something that I gave him that was basically unintelligible and he made it intelligible. Is that even a word? I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm a wanderer, baby. And don't do it because people hate that. You know, if you're you're talking about a water pump in a car, or maybe you're talking about changing the tires, and the next thing you know, you're talking about a unicorn. It's like the people are just going to go, what? What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> oh, and people do that to me all the time. Okay, so number nine, I own number nine. All right, number 10, we're going to move on because I don't want to wander, okay? What... <laughs> What you are saying is insignificant. Holy shit, there I am again. Sometimes I talk about some of the most insignificant bullshit there is. Anybody want to talk about unicorns? Uh, Some people talk and talk about nothing in particular just to hear themselves talk. Yeah, well, I'm not alone, okay? But I'm pretty good at that. Um, And it says here that that's fine. Well, I don't think it is really because if you don't got anything to say, shut the fuck up. And I honestly think that your Uncle Jimmy should probably shut the fuck up. But that's not how podcasts work. So if I shut up and there's dead air, you're going to be like, where the fuck did he go? Some people talk and talk about nothing in particular just to hear themselves talk. That's fine if you are only interested in talking to yourself. Well, actually, I do talk to myself because I live alone. And quite frankly, I wish I worked alone and I'm in in my truck. I'm alone. Useless chatter will drive away people who value their time. Well, it also, uh, even, even meaningful chatter will drive away people who value their time. Ask yourself if what you have to say is truly important. I think that in my shop, nobody would ever say anything really literally, because everything we talk about is really completely unimportant. We're usually talking about stupid shit all the fucking time. Oh, it says here, as Gandhi Gandhi asked, does it improve upon the silence? If not, leave it unsaid. Does it improve upon the silence? I got to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really a fan of silence. I think the spoken word is, and this is a podcaster talking, uh, I think the spoken word is highly overrated. And uh, if you're still listening after me saying something outlandish like that, more power to you. Number 11, what you are saying is irrelevant. Well, it's uh, I think irrelevant and insignificant are pretty close to being the same thing. But I think what they're talking about here is you're saying something that doesn't have anything to do with what people are talking about. It's like if you come upon a conversation and they're talking about camping and drinking and fishing and you go, what about unicorns? You know, that's your <laughs> unicorns are irrelevant and they're also non-existent. Okay. I don't give a, f- I don't give a fuck what anybody says. If you enjoy irritating people. <laughs> This is what it says. I'm not making this up. If you enjoy irritating people, and I think a lot of people do enjoy irritating people. If you enjoy irritating people, just in 
interject random thoughts into important conversations like unicorns just ram them little fucking one-horned motherfuckers right in there okay people are constantly evaluating your intelligence by what comes out of your mouth that's why people think i'm a fucking retard don't give them a reason to lower their opinion contribute to the conversation in a productive manner that moves it forward i actually do this okay i I know you're thinking to yourself god does this guy ever shut the fuck up the answer is no he doesn't but sometimes when i get into a certain situation I know that whatever I'm going to say is not welcome. I know that. Okay. Now, podcast, obviously, if I'm doing a podcast and I'm the only person on the podcast, there's nobody else here at all. I'm totally alone in the rock and roll garage. Then I have to be the voice, whether it's the voice of reason or the voice of sorrow or the voice of doom or the voice of who even knows what the fuck else there is. Uh, the vo- Whatever voice I, you're looking for, whatever voice I'm using, that's all there is. There's one voice, okay? But I get into situations where I just feel like whatever I say is just going to be useless and worthless and nobody wants to hear it. So I'll shut the fuck up. I, I actually do know how to shut the fuck up. I'm just not really good at it. Uh, it says here, contribute to the conversation in a productive manner. Manner that moves it forward. Don't give people a reason to lower your opinion. Some somebody said it was a wiser man than me. Said a long time ago. He goes, if you're silent, people think maybe you might be an idiot. But if you start to speak, they'll you'll remove all doubt. Uh, number twelve. This is a good way to get people to stop listening to you. You start with, I'm sorry. Okay, let's see what they mean. Unless you actually offended someone, beginning your statements with an apology is like apologizing for your very existence. Well, honestly, I I do apologize for my very existence. I was uh, not a wanted child. My parents made that pretty clear to me. Uh, And as far as I know, nobody else in my whole life has ever wanted me. So I might start out with, look, I'm sorry I'm here. This is what the the article continues to say. I've been told that women in business do this far more than men. Well, look, look, women in business is a thing and it's going to continue to be a thing. And it's a good thing because women are... I think, honestly, and this is just strictly my opinion, but I think that women are smarter than men in a lot of ways, okay? A lot of ways. Because all the guys I know, my friends, my brothers, everybody who's a guy, we're a pretty fucking simple lot. We like maybe a dozen things, and then anything else other than that, we're not interested in it. And as far as being in business, we don't really have a grasp. I mean, obviously, some men do, you know? Steve Jobs did. I think that Elon Musk does. They have a grasp of the business, but I think that women grasp business and math issues a lot better than men do. That's just my opinion. You can certainly disagree with it if you would like, but women in business is a thing. It's going to happen. They should not be sorry for anything that they do. Men never are. I'll tell you, that's one of the things that I've noticed about, especially my brothers and other men that I've known, other guys I've known. They they never, never, ever apologize never they and they don't it says here be strong and confident it's not because they're strong and confident they just really don't feel like there's anything that they've ever done that they need to feel sorry for which is so fucking wrong i can't even begin to tell you Um, but here's what it says i've been told that women in business do this far more than men be strong and confident with your communication when your words and presence add value you don't have to apologize and then it says in parentheses and this is something that kind of catches me off guard canadians of course are forgiven for this due to cultural habit canadians say they're sorry well they fucking should they're canadians for christ's sake they all live within 50 miles of the united states look just pack up your shit and move down here okay it's not that bad 
bad. We're not we're not the evil, mean, gun-toting people of the United States that you think we are. Uh, we know of Canadians as kind of uh, naive and, and uh, nonsensical and, and lumberjacks and hockey players. <laughs> Sorry, there's a little cultural warfare going on there. I'm not that fond of Canadians. I can't really hide it. Uh, third, if you're a Canadian, look, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I know that you guys have to work triply hard sometimes to get things done because the weather is typically not so goddamn good up there. I'm from freaking Buffalo, so I know what I'm talking about. It's not much better. Could have been part of Canada if the British had just said, hey, you know what? We like what's on the other side of the river, too. Uh, anyway, number 13. Let's move on and quit picking on Canadians, for Christ's sake. Uh, 13, you don't hold up your end of the bargain. I'm not sure what they're talking about here. Let's read it. People listen to people they trust. Well, that begs the question, where's the trust? Where's the trust? If you tell if you tell them you will do something and you don't do it, they have no reason to listen to you ever again. This is the hallmark of working in a shop or a dealership. You are going to be told by people, especially in interviews and these sorts of things that you communications that you have with people at that particular shop before you are hired. They are going to tell you that they will do something and then they will not do it. People, I tell you all the time, if you're going to try to get a different job and they tell you this, that, and the other thing, get it in fucking writing. They're going to look at you cockeyed. They might get upset with you. They might say, look, my word is as good as my, uh, you know, my word is good. Don't believe them. They're fucking liars. They're fucking liars. If you tell them you will do something and you don't do it, they have no reason to listen to you ever again. I agree. I agree. If people say to you, oh, I'm going to take care of this for you, and they don't, fuck them. Don't listen to them ever again. They say, oh, I'm going to give you $1,000. Get the fuck out of here with your $1,000. Go fuck yourself, okay? People who say one thing and then do another are either hypocrites or liars. That's right. And either way, they forfeit their right to be heard. Let me tell you something. With the with with the dire situation that shops and dealerships have created in the occupational atmosphere that we have now, you are going to hear a lot of of bullshit you are going to hear a very uh, you're going to hear a dump truck load of bullshit from somebody who's looking to hire you especially if you have a, a, a fair amount or a modicum of experience and training and skill okay if you come with with excellent credentials they are going to tell you they will tell you anything they will really literally say anything to get you to come to work for them and they will not hold up their end of the bargain. So get it in writing. And you know what? If they're really honestly willing to do whatever it is they said they would do, they will put it in writing without any trouble. But if they know it's bullshit, if they know it's bullshit and they're not going to do it and they're just telling you that to get you to come work there and you ask them to put it in writing and they chafe, just get the fuck out. Leave, go away because they're fucking lying to you and they will not back it up. They will not back it up for you, okay? They don't hold up their end of the bargain. Do you ever want to listen to somebody who doesn't hold up their end of the bargain? Fuck no. Fuck no. Number 14, you never take action on what you hear. Um, yeah, I get this a lot at work myself. Most people want to connect with people worthy of their time. Do your part. People who contribute little of value generally don't earn the time and attention of those who contribute much. Uh, yeah. I agree. If you have people who don't help you out, people who are just completely and totally concentrating on themselves, they don't help you out. They don't listen to you. They don't do anything. Why the fuck would you listen to them? I'm not going to do that. Number 15, moving on. We'll put a little uh, little spring in our step here, okay? We'll kind of move on here. Number 15, you're always negative. 
Well, this goes right along with whining and complaining. Many find rampant pessimism to be demotivating and painful. Yeah. You don't have to be a cheerful optimist all the time, but if nothing positive comes from your lips, people are not going to be interested in much that you have to say. Find the bright spot, share it, even if you have to accompany the downside. Um, Yeah, you know what? There is a silver lining to every cloud, okay? But it's still going to rain on your ass. Do you need to be negative all the time? No, I don't think you should. I don't think you should. It does paint you in a very poor light. So let's try to put the kibosh on always being negative. And you could be negative in other ways too. You can be uh, almost sarcastically negative, you know? If somebody comes along and says, oh, you know, we're going to work until 10 o'clock tonight, you can just say, oh, that's awesome. And that's sarcasm that works for you. And it doesn't make you negative. You know, somebody says, oh, you got to work till 10 o'clock tonight. I know. What the fuck? This place sucks dick. I fucking hate working here. Fuck this. I'm going to quit. It's different. You know, you've gotten across the same message either way. The sarcasm seems to work a little better. If you're negative, ah, you're just shutting the hearing off. The microphones go dead when you say, when you're always negative. Okay. Number 16, what you say is trite. Now, I've I've used the word trite before, and I, I'm not exactly sure what it means, but we're going to read on here and see if we can kind of uh, pick up on what trite is. I think it means to belittle something. Um, there is nothing wrong with a cliche here or there, but if your entire conversation is derivative drivel, then people will just move on and find something fresh. Yeah, have something uh, to say that is meaningful, okay? Trite means that you, whatever it is you're saying is just useless information, just crap, just shit. Nobody gives a fuck, you know, like if like if you come into work and you say, wow, the sky was blue today. People are going to look at you and go, the sky's fucking blue every day, dick. That's pretty trite, you know. Uh, that's just a Uncle Jimmy example. Uh, find some new stories and sayings to make your point. People always listen to those who can keep their attention with surprise and excitement. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, if you're if you're a good orator, if you can speak, if you can use other words in the English language, which is fucking shit, <laughs> then uh, certainly break those words out and and give them a give them a shot. Let's let people hear them from you. Uh, you know, say something's magnificent, something is marvelous. Uh, don't say, oh, that's good, that's good, everything's good. Yeah, it's all good. Everything's good. After a while, good doesn't mean shit. That's trite. Uh, Here we got to the end, finally. Thank you. 17, you never listen to anyone else. Here we go. Effective communication is a reciprocal process. Yes, I agree. If you aren't an active listener with the people around you, then they will feel little obligation or desire to listen to you. It's quid pro quo, baby. Tit for tat. I think tit for tat sounds much more fun. Make your active listening to the other person your first priority. Now, I do that. I do that. I get people in my spear, and when they say things to me, I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear what they're saying. Sometimes I'll interject stuff, and I often catch myself, uh, and this is a fatal flaw that I have, I will catch myself rambling on about something and it may seem interesting to me but i can see the interest fade in the person i'm talking to and then what i'll do is turn it around and ask them something about themselves you're never ever ever going to have a problem getting people to talk to you about themselves so always remember that that's something that wasn't on the list but if you want to engage people ask them about themselves they'll be glad to tell you and you know you might learn something unusual about them that's cool or maybe maybe you'll learn that they like to i don't know <laughs> you well, you can think of a million things that people could do that if they told you they did them, that you'd be like, oh, okay, hang on a second while I call 911. But if you get, if you 
if you find yourself dominating a conversation, you can see that people's attention is slipping. Back up and ask the people you're talking to about what they've got going on. My favorite thing to say to people, and people say this to me all the time, how was your weekend? And I'll say, you know, if it was good, I'll say it was good. Even if it sucked, I'll say it was good. But then the the comeback from me, and it almost always is, how was your weekend? You went out of your way to ask me about my weekend. The least I could do is ask you about yours. And sometimes I get more than I bargain for, but you know what? I'm, I'm fine with that. The people I talk, people in my shop that I talk to on a regular basis, whatever they have to say to me, I'm interested in hearing it because they don't ramble on. They get to the point and then they get back to work. There is a lot of bullshitting going on in our shop. There is a lot of it. I'm not invited to it very often, which is fine. Um, and I try to keep it to a minimum by getting back to work because honestly, in a shop where your flat rate uh, talking to your friends, talking to your coworker. That's not something that there's a labor out for and you're not going to get paid to do it. So you want to keep it to a bare minimum. So keep the, the jibber jabber to a dull roar. But if you never listen to other people, they're going to tune you out. What you need to do is engage them in the conversation. If if they started it, it's pretty. It's going to be pretty easy to engage them in their own conversation. If it's a conversation that you started Definitely try to find a way to include other people in, into your conversation, into what you're talking about. Uh, make your active listening to the other person your first priority. I have to do that. I have to actually consciously put myself in a position where I'm listening to somebody else talk about what they want to do. I find, and this is crazy, I find that most of the technicians are really good at the back and forth of speaking to each other. We Some of us have worked together for a long time. Uh, some of us haven't. But if, if the conversation is good, if the conversation is is friendly and and there's a, a really good exchange of ideas and, and and intelligence there, it it's it's a joy to speak to them. But I have other people in the shop and not technicians. I, I find that the technicians are are excellent at communicating with each other. It's other people that work in our shop who seem to like to monopolize a conversation. And when it becomes your turn to speak, they're looking for the exit. They're looking for the way out of there. They don't want to hear anything that you have to say. And it shows a very, very strong lack of respect, which, uh, you know, I mean, you might as well just come out and say it because I mean, it's, that's how brutal it is. It hits you in the face like a baseball bat. You know, it's like, oh, this I listened to this guy's fucking story. And as soon as I started telling him a story about me, he fucking jogs off. It's like, okay, so you don't give a fuck about me and you think I'm just a worthless piece of shit. So the next time you want something from me, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, that's, that's my take on that anyway. What number 17 was trying to say was that if you never listen to anyone else, um, you need to try to. Uh, the last sentence in this particular article was, you'll be surprised then how often you are invited to share your opinion with an attentive audience if you are part of that attentive audience and suitably attentive yourself. Now, what, what can we, what conclusions can we draw from this particular uh, little uh, article here? Well, it's really, really, really easy for people to just not listen to you. It's really easy. So if you're going to speak, if you're going to say something to somebody, if you're going to talk to them, you want to try to be as interesting and as provocative as you possibly can. You're going to want to make your your subjects topical. You're going to want to talk about things that they're interested in. You'll have them right by the balls if you do that. And if it's something that has something to do with work, well, you're kind of at a loss because I'll tell you right now, as a technician, uh, there's not a lot of people who give us credit for having any kind of intelligence whatsoever, really. I mean, 
I have just found that true over the course of my uh, experience as a technician is that nobody wants to ask me anything or find out anything from me because they just think I'm a fucking idiot. And they're not too far off in my case, but there's other technicians that I work with who are really literally, in many cases, brilliant and know things and are intelligent. And if you ask them something, you're going to be surprised by their intelligence and their thoughtfulness, okay? And I want you guys to be that kind of person. Be intelligent, be thoughtful, and share the limelight with your friends, your coworkers. Share the share the conversation with them. Ask them how they would do it. Ask them if they like to do it. Ask them about their weekend, if they've asked you about yours. Be a good listener. Try to be a good listener. Everybody's really good at talking. Just ask your Uncle Jimmy but not really any of us are any good at listening. Now, listen, uh, before I end, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut this whole thing down and go to bed, okay, because I'm tired as shit. But uh, before I go, I just want to say the invitation still stands for all of you guys, any of you listeners out there. I don't care if you're Canadian. If, you're, if, you, if, you're, if you are a Canadian, I really would like to hear from you because um, maybe I just misunderstand uh, the Canadian lifestyle. <laughs> it is quite possible that that's true because like I said, I'm not that bright. But uh, if you've got some something you want to tell us, you can certainly hit us up on the Facebook page. I'm going to have to check with Eric to see if SpeakPipe is still an option for, for you guys to speak to us. We can certainly record that at some given time and put that right on the podcast. That would be a welcome relief for a lot of you, I think, because <laughs> they get tired of your Uncle Jimmy. Your Uncle Jimmy gets tired of himself. Fuck. He needs to shut the fuck up and, and get done with this podcast and go to bed. So be a good listener. Try to be a good listener. You'll be surprised at everybody's response to being a good listener if you aren't already. And if you are a good listener already, then you know that there's a lot of advantages to it. There's a lot of upside to it, okay? All right, that's enough of your Uncle Jimmy. He's going to beg off right now um, and uh, go listen to himself snoring, probably. Anyway, uh, he signs off the same way every week, and you know how it goes. So here it comes. See ya.